It is a sport as old as man itself. From the ancient Greeks to the British Empire, all the way to the Gracie family, men and women have partaken in this art of combat with the promise of honor and glory in mind. Now, WFUV Sports will bring you into that realm with in-depth analysis and opinions on the goings-on in the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. This is the WFUV Sports Pound for Pound Podcast. And indeed it is the newest edition of the WFUV Sports Pound for Pound Podcast on this Wednesday, April the 19th. I'm James Cargan. Alongside me is the VOG himself, Tom Terzuli. And we have a very special guest on the show for you today, Brooklyn's own Mr. Lou DeBella. Lou, how are you doing today? I'm well, guys. Good to be with you. And it's great to be with you here on this uh Another Brooklyn fight week. Uh, it seems like these are more often than not these days. Uh, Showtime, Sean Porter taking on Andre Berto this Saturday night on Showtime at the Barclays Center. This is your third Brooklyn uh, card of the year, Lou. Is that correct? That is, you promoted the Jack DeGale fight and the Garcia-Thurman fight. What, what is it about the Barclays Center that is that it makes it so suitable for boxing? Well, it's a beautiful new building. I mean, it's it's perfectly designed for boxing. Um, every seat's a good seat. Um, but I think what makes it most perfect for boxing is the dedication and the belief that the people that run the Barkey Center have in boxing as a sport. Um, they've really elected to put a great effort into building a boxing program. Um, they use the, the, ter- the, the moniker Brooklyn Boxing mm-hmm. for their boxing program. They want regular events at the Barclays Center, big events such as, you know, Jack and DeGale, Thurman and, and Garcia, and now, you know, Berto and Porter. We ended last year with some major events like Frampton, Santa Cruz, and, and we had Thurman, uh, Thurman Porter there uh, last year. So it was a string of great fights that have been at the, at the Barclays Center. And now that the Barclays people have taken over and, and you know, rebuilt the Nassau Coliseum, and there's a beautiful new Nassau Coliseum uh, for Long Islanders. I'm looking forward to promoting boxing in Long Island. There's absolutely been a great string of fights at the Barclays Center leading up to our fight this weekend, Birdo and Porter. Of course, two big names, both with some great wins on their resume. They're both also two really great action fighters. If you had to do one final hard sell before the big fight this weekend, what would it be? Look, you got two guys that throw a lot of punches that are very aggressive. They come forward. They're active fighters. They're offensive-minded. Um, you know, they're both built like little fire plugs. They're, they're small guys but powerful. Um, and, and they're all action. I mean, it, this is a can't-miss clash of styles because it's two guys that are going to come right at one another and, and try to make, you know, a great fight. And, and I expect it to be a great fight. I expect it to be... A lot of action, some explosiveness. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised um, if there was a knockdown or a knockout. Um, I expect a high-intensity fight between two very high-intensity fighters. And, and, and for both Berto and Porter, you know, there's a great deal at stake. You know, the winner becomes the mandatory challenger for Keith Thurman. 
So if Porter wins, he gets his rematch against Thurman. And if, you know, Berto's able to beat Porter, then Berto's going to get a shot at the title, um, you know, through, uh, through, through Keith Thurman. So there's a lot at stake. It's a big, big fight. The under, the undercard bouts, the TV undercard bouts are good. Um, there's a terrific bout as a co-feature between uh, Jamal Charlo, 154-pound champion, and Charles Hatley. Um, that should be a very good fight. And then Showtime Extreme uh, has a sensational main event that's a really, really significant, significant fight between women. Uh, Amanda Serrano, who's a you know terrific female fighter from the New York area. I'm lucky enough to promote her. Um, Amanda's going to be fighting um, Diana uh, Santana, and Diana's a multiple-time world champion. And it's really history if um, if uh, Amanda Serrano can win the fight and, and she and she prevails, it'll be her fifth title in a fifth weight class. And that'll be the first time any woman in the history of boxing has won five titles in five weight classes. Interestingly, she's also Puerto Rican descent. So if she does it, she'll be the first fighter, male or female, from the island of Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico's long, you know, great history with boxing. Mm-hmm. She'll be the first Puerto Rican fighter to ever win five world titles and five weight classes. And that's, you know, male or female. So that's a tremendously significant fight. That's going to be, um, you know, live in the arena. It'll be it'll be live on Showtime Extreme at seven thirty p.m. Yeah, we... and the Showtime card starts at nine thirty. Though I want to urge everybody, everybody who could listen to you guys, can come to the Barclays Center. And um, you know, I, I urge people come out. There's nothing like great live boxing, and and it's this is a great card from top to bottom. There's great action, great undercard. Great local fighters fighting on the undercard, you know, before we ever get to TV. And I urge people to get to the Barclays Center this Saturday night, April 22nd, to see some great boxing. It will be great. I will be there. And uh, I want to talk about uh, Showtime Sean Porter uh, first. I've never seen him take a step backwards in the ring. I've never seen him have a bad fight. Even as Adrian Broner is trying to tackle him in the ring, he still puts on a good fight. Had a classic fight against Thurman. Promoting a fight with Sean Porter has—it's got to be like a gift from God. I—I I can imagine. But no, like I tell you, I love—I love Sean Porter and his dad, Kenny Porter. Great guy. But, you know, unlike a lot of father-son relationships in the ring, theirs really, really works well. Um, they're just a great team, and you know the kid can really, really fight. Sean's a terrific fighter, and, and like you said, I mean he's a pleasure to watch. He's a pleasure to to promote because you never get a bad effort. You know, you never get less than one hundred and ten percent. There's high volume punches, high intensity. Um, you know, this is a kid who who loves to fight, and it shows. Um, I'm I'm always impressed by what you get with with Porter, and you know when he fought. When he fought Keith Thurman, that was clearly a fight of the year candidate. But no one really would have complained if, if that decision had gone the other way. I mean, I thought Thurman eked it out, but that was a close, close fight. That was a fight that was, you know, highly, highly competitive. And, um, you know, and like you said, Porter's never lost badly. That's just not who he is. And um, very, very, very good fighter. 
uh, excellent welterweight and, and a terrific guy to go see live. I mean, if you're going to out to the fights and, and you get a chance to see a Sean Porter fight, I mean, that's a treat because, um, because he really throws down. And, and Birdo, I promoted Birdo for years as a young fighter. You know, Birdo's a similar type of guy. He, he's a very offensive-minded. Um, he throws punches with bad intent. He comes forward. He doesn't run backwards. Neither one of these guys, pretty, neither one of them really takes a backward step. Um, I think it's going to be a terrific fight for fight fans. Um, I think it's going to be all action. Um, come to the Barclays Center Saturday night, see it. If you can't, watch it on Showtime. But I, I expect a great, great all-action fight. And, of course, aside from the main event, you touched on her already, Amanda Serrano, the main event of the Showtime Extreme card. She is absolutely so, so fun to watch, and it's going to be really exciting to see her on Saturday go for a world title and, as, as you mentioned, her fifth different weight class, which is male or female, an unbelievable accomplishment. I've seen recently this new trend of really, really trying to put emphasis on the women's boxing, on the women's side of the sport. Has that been a deliberate move from you guys? Because I think it's a great idea, especially with the success of the women's MMA divisions, to really try and put the emphasis on women's boxing. Has that been deliberate? Um, it's been deliberate because the women deserve it. I mean, it, it's deliberate because um, there is an incredibly high quality right now of female fighters. I mean, there are a lot of, of very talented women, and the, and the competition um, is is there. It exists in uh, various weight classes where there is a great talent pool. So it's not hard to make a great match. You know, Amanda Serrano is really considered one of the pound-for-pound best uh, female fighters mm-hmm. in the world. And, and the reason she got there is by beating other excellent fighters. I mean, the last fighter she fought at the Barclays Center was also a multiple-time world champion herself. Diana Santana is a multiple-time world champion herself. I mean, these are women that are accomplished. You know, one of the knocks on women's boxing for a long time was that there wasn't a great talent pool. So that, you know, you, you didn't have an opportunity to make great matches. With women's boxing becoming a major amateur sport that's in the Olympics, with more and more women going into the gym and using boxing as, as a, 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 you know, as a way to train, um, I, I think that women's boxing is, is on the rise. It's on the rise in terms of quality of uh, a fighter, and it's on the rise in terms of the quality of the fights. So, yeah, I think there's more of an effort right now. Showtime, Stephen Espinosa at Showtime's putting more emphasis on, on televising women's boxing. I've gotten more involved in women's boxing. But I, I think that the reason we're doing it is because they deserve it. And, uh, and they're earning the opportunities that they're starting to get. And that's only fair. You know, the women work real hard. They fight real hard. They should be able to get paid. They should be able to get seen. This is the 21st century, after all. And with this renewed emphasis on women's boxing being televised on Showtime. It's renewed a debate about women's boxing in terms of the length of the rounds, about whether they should continue to fight the two-minute rounds or move to three like the men do. Where do you stand on that? I mean, I have no issue with two-minute rounds. I I don't. Uh, And by the way, I also think the two-minute rounds – 
there's more action in a two-minute round. Mm, there's, good point. You know, even with the men, when you have a three-minute round, people take parts of rounds off. When it's a two-minute round, you tend to get you know nothing but action, and, and the women can, can are able to sustain that level of activity. And um, I, I have I don't see there's that there's anything wrong with the status quo, and I would I personally would leave it the way it is. Now, back to. Uh the welterweight title picture with Keith one-time Thurman holding two belts. We've got the fight in May between Kelbrook and Errol Spence over in England for the IBF world title. Manny Pacquiao is probably not in the unification picture at the moment. Do you expect the winner of the per- of the Porter-Berto fight to be the very next challenger for one-time Thurman, or do you expect him to maybe try to pursue a fight with Kell Brook or Errol Spence first? I don't know. I mean, I, that remains to be seen. I, it, it could depend on who wins. Obviously, there's tremendous interest in a Thurman Porter rematch because of the first fight. Um, you know, Kell Brook and, and Errol Spence is a really, really tough fight. Errol's going across to the U.K. to fight a, a local guy that's highest quality in Kell Brook. That's a tough, tough fight. Um, you know, time will tell. I, I think the good news is there's such a rich talent pool. There's so many good matchups being made that you really can't go wrong with mixing and matching any of these guys. You know, there's these guys are the highest degree of talent. Uh, the weight class is stacked and loaded with talent. And um, I expect that you're going to see more and more good things coming out of the welterweight division. No doubt, welterweight, probably, if not the best, one of the best divisions in the sport today. Another thing about that night, uh, about the night coming up on Saturday, I saw you retweeted uh, on your Twitter, the borough president of Brooklyn declared Saturday Danny Jacobs Day in Brooklyn. Danny, of course, another Brooklyn native, a great story, and of course coming off that close decision loss against Gennady Golovkin. Me, like many people in the building at Madison Square Garden that night, felt that Danny Jacobs won that fight. Where did you stand on it? I I was with you, brother. Uh, I thought Danny eked it out. I mean, I thought it was a, a close fight. I, I didn't scream robbery no, when Danny not. didn't get the decision. But, um, but, you know, there are a lot of fights that are close fights that are a matter of opinion that, you know, because you don't agree doesn't make it a robbery. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I thought a fight where I saw a fight where I saw Danny Jacobs win – I thought seven rounds, um, maybe eight, and and win the fight. Now, you know that being said, you know Glockin's a great fighter. I, I hope to see that that fight rematched sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. But but I think Danny proved that he's the best of the best. That fight certainly could have gone the other way. Um, Brooklyn Bar- Borough President, real good guy. He um, he named Saturday night Danny Jacobs Day in Brooklyn. And Danny will be at the Barclays Center on April 22nd on Saturday night during the fight card, and we're going to honor him in the ring. Um, the borough president will, will acknowledge him and, and give him his proclamation. Um, be a good chance to see Danny and, and, and give him uh, the props he deserves to what I thought, for I, what I thought was one of the, the best boxing performances of the year. Absolutely. Um, in, in what was truly, truly a fun fight with Gennady Glockman. And uh, and the whole card Saturday night's a terrific card from top to bottom. There are some local Golden Gloves 
former Golden Glove champions on the card, like Richardson Higgins and and uh, and Joe Williams, guys that are, are local fighters that have succeeded in the amateurs that are undefeated pros that are going to be putting you know their undefeated records on the line. Um, if you get there, you know, for the first fight, you're going to see good action from the time you sit down until the time you leave, and that's really what we're trying to do with Brooklyn Boxing right now. And uh, and you know, if you if you've gone to any of these Showtime cards recently, you're seeing the same kind of thing. You know, solid extreme fights, terrific fights live on Showtime and undercards that are packed um, with top talents, and and um, that's what you're going to get on Saturday night at the Barclays Center. So I hope everybody joins us. Absolutely. And just another question about uh, the Miracle Man, Danny Jacobs. You know, coming back, him coming back, uh, beating cancer, um, getting so close to beating Gennady Golovkin, giving him his toughest fight of his career, being honored. Talk about what Danny has meant to the borough of Brooklyn and why, you know, and why he deserves this recognition. Well, I mean, for a lot of reasons, you know, it, I think that um, you know, as a young athlete, he was undefeated. He was a tremendous amateur. And um, he was thrown in a real tough fight really early with a guy named Dmitry Pirog, and he was, you know, knocked out, um, you know, which is a, an obstacle that fighters often have to face, you know, a loss earlier in their career that they have to overcome. Um, but shortly after that, he was diagnosed with a, an aggressive form of cancer, Um you know, the prognosis, you know, wasn't always totally rosy. It was scary. It was a scary situation. Um, but Danny Jacobs is a really high-quality person and, and, and the kind of kid um, that, you know, he trusted God. He trusted his ability to, to beat the disease, and and, uh, and he was able to do it. And that, there, there, from that came his nickname, you know, Miracle Man, Um there's nothing miraculous about what he does in the ring because he's a terrific, tremendously talented young act, young um, athlete. Um, but you know when you when you face cancer and you've beaten cancer and you've done it with the grace that he's done it with, and um, and he's made pediatric cancer a big cause of his. He's um, involved with uh, the you know the the uh, you know various um, you know cancer related charities and makes a lot of appearances and. And you know, speaks to a lot of people that that are battling the disease. He um, he's just a good all-around guy. So what we're celebrating is a terrific young champion from Brooklyn, a, a guy that represents the sport of boxing incredibly well, but just a fine young man um, that represents people well. And uh, and I think uh, it's a deserved recognition this Saturday in Brooklyn uh, when it's Danny Jacobs Day. Uh, 2016, I would say, last year, of course, there were some great fights in the sport, as there always are. We, we mentioned Porter and Thurman as, as one of the best of the year. But so far in 2017, I think it's been a spectacular year for the sport, particularly on Showtime, beginning with Badu Jack and James DeGale to begin the year and, and the war they had, all the way up to the fight we have this Saturday. Was there a moment where you talked to the guys and gals at Showtime and said, 2017, this is going to be our year. This is going to be the year where we put together a string of these fights that people want to see. Or was there that seminal moment? Well, you know, I talk regularly to um, to Stephen Espinosa, who runs Showtime Boxing. I think he was very, you know, from the beginning of, of this year. From the actually, 
there was momentum late last year with big fights, and I think he was really, really dedicated to making sure that that momentum continued. Um, you know, there's a, there's a number of PBC, you know, Al Heyman's fighters and, and fights that that are being televised by Showtime and CBS, and there's been an effort to ratchet up the quality of those. I speak to, to I've spoken to Al regularly, and that's a conscious effort to offer the best product possible. Um, you know, particularly uh, uh, with these fights on Showtime and, and CBS, and um, and you know there was there was a, a great fight card on Fox when Deontay Wilder fought Gerald Washington. It was a terrific heavyweight fight with Dominic Brazil and a great 54 pound fight with uh, Hurd and Harrison. That was a gr- that was a great card in its own right on, on another network. But with respect to Showtime, they're on a great run. The run's going to continue next weekend when they have Klitschko. And um, and Anthony Joshua live next weekend on Showtime. So their runs continuing. Um, they're going to be doing the Kell Brook fight against Errol Spence mm-hmm. from England. They're going to be doing the Liam Walsh against Javante Davis fight from England. Um, there, there's a string of, of really good boxing coming on Showtime that continues a, a really a great momentum for Showtime as a network uh, in the sport of boxing. So th- I think they got a lot to be proud of, and I think that they're, uh, they're pretty hyped up about what they have coming. And that leads perfectly into uh, my next question, which is about uh, your fighter Deontay Wilder, the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. He will be ringside uh, next weekend for the Joshua Klitschko fight, and I know there's a lot of talk about what his next move will be whether he faces the winner of that fight, whether he faces either Paul Parker or Huey Fury to unify the WBO title, whether he faces his mandatory challengers to Vern, what do you think, what is the next move going to be for the Bronze Bomber? Well, the Bronze Bomber, Deontay, he wants to fight the best. I mean, he wants the biggest fight he can make. In a perfect world, he wants an opportunity to win another belt. Um, that's what he would like next. He's going to be ringside for Joshua and Klitschko, and I think he's going to be hoping for a shot at the winner of that fight. And then moving on from that, like you said, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of boxing right now, one of them being the rematch between uh, Andre Ward and Sergey Kovalev. And there's some, there's been some inflammatory rhetoric, especially coming from Kovalev so far in, in the promotion of the fight. He said some pretty rough things in relation to Andre Ward. I don't understand, from my perspective, why he feels the need to do that. They had a great fight last year. Is there any thought in your mind why he might be doing this? And obviously there's no place for it, but what are your thoughts on that? Look, I mean, he lost a, a, a rough fight. I mean, he lost the fight. Um you know, the, the fight that he had the last time, many, many people thought he won. He, he had dominated the fight early. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I watched the fight, and I thought that he opened the door for Ward and that Ward dominated the second half of the fight, and I really didn't have any problem with the decision. Um, but, you know, from a Kovalev standpoint, he, he walked away extremely dissatisfied, extremely pissed off. Um, there, there's no love lost between the two guys. Um, you know, look, I, I understand there being, um, 
you know, there's heat, heat and, and tension and aggression, you know, between two guys that are going to compete uh, at this level who've had a controversial decision. Um, but you, but you gotta like draw the line somewhere and like the really ugly stuff's not appropriate and anything that has any kind of racial overtones is not appropriate. Um, you know, we've seen that in some other fights recently where it is equally un- inappropriate. Um, that's that we, we can't tolerate that. And, 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 and I, and I hope Sergey just tones down the rhetoric. I, I know that he's highly passionate about the fight. I know that he felt that, that he got the raw, raw end of the, of the deal the last time. Um, I thought it was a close fight, but I understand why he felt that way. Um, you know, I just hope he calms down now and, and, and takes it down a notch because, uh, you know, when you ratchet it up to a level of really ugly, it's 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 no fun to listen to. Indeed, and uh, and of course that fight coming up. There's a lot of exciting times on the horizon boxing, and a lot of exciting times on the horizon for Debella Entertainment. What do what should we expect to see from you and your fighters coming up after this weekend? Well, I'll give you. I mean, I'll, we're going to be announcing next week, but I'll give you a little bit of a preview. Um, we haven't been doing any Broadway boxings, our, our, our signature series, our smaller series, uh, because of change in tax law in New York. Um, we're not going to be going regularly in New, York, in New York City with Broadway boxing because of those tax, those, those, those are insurance, uh, the insurance laws that were passed in New York that, that govern boxing matches make it a bit prohibitive to do smaller shows. But we're going to do a, uh, a Broadway boxing on March 18th um, at, I'm sorry, May 18th, yes. March 18th, I'm, I'm senile, May 18th <laughs> uh, at, at, at the Paramount Theater in Brooklyn on uh, LIU's campus, you know, just a couple of blocks from the Barclays Center. It's a great smaller venue. We're going to do Heather Hardy uh, in the main event and lo- have a loaded card full of uh, action fights. And that announcement should come in the next few days. Um, if not by Friday, then we'll announce uh, the beginning of next week. So I hope people will return. It's going to be a return of Broadway boxing to New York City, and, and I look for people to come out and support that. Um, I'll be at the Barclays Center this Saturday night, and as you said, you will be. I hope a bunch of people come out and join us. Um, I think this Saturday night, April 22nd, is going to be a great night of boxing, a great night uh, with Berto and, and, and Porter and all the other exciting matchups on the card, a great night for Showtime championship boxing and i would urge everybody to uh get themselves to the barclay center there are plenty of reasonably priced tickets available and uh you know come out and support boxing in new york come out and support boxing in brooklyn and uh, be at the barclay center on saturday night well that's some exciting news and it's going to be an exciting weekend lou thank you so much for joining us by the way by the way one last thing in in england this weekend Saturday afternoon, before people get to the Barclays Center, root for my fighter, Avantil Kurtzidis, yeah, will be fighting. Kurtzidis will be fighting for the interim WBO middleweight championship against Tommy Langford in England. So I'm hoping that by the time I walk into the um, Barclays Center on Saturday night, I'll already have a new champion. That, uh, that's that is a good fight as well. Lou, thank you so much for joining us, and best of luck this weekend. It's sure to be a good one. Thanks, Lou. Thank you. Good to be with you. Bye-bye.